0: Thanks for listening to Summit PA Sermon Audio, weekly teaching from the Summit Church in Indiana, Pennsylvania. SummitPA.church, every life made different. We're deviating a little bit. We were supposed to start a new series this weekend, and honestly, as I was prepping, I just felt like there was a check in my spirit that I wanted to just speak to a little bit of the situation we're in today. And um, the, the more I talk to people, the more restless people seem. And part of that is because there's so much unknown about our future, there's so much that we just don't know. Even as a church, as we are planning for the future, um, we're we're trying to make plans, but it's hard because we don't know what the government is going to require, we don't know what people feel. And so there's a number of variables out there that just make it difficult for us to plan for the future and for us to move forward with a great deal of confidence. And I know if that's true for us, it's gotta be true for you as well in your personal life. Um, kids with school and planning, and do we go on vacation or try to go on vacation? Uh, Can we afford to go on vacation? Will my job even be there later? All these questions are plaguing us right now, and we're wondering, what does the future even look like? Um, And it makes it difficult for us to, to navigate that because what we end up doing is asking God, God, can I trust you? And then we decide we can't. Then we decide we can. It's almost like we're schizophrenic when it comes to God. And I had an email um, this last week from a woman in our church who just sent me the most lovely email, just thanking me for us starting the year like we did. And uh, we started a series in January of this year called The Wilderness. And at the end of that wilderness series, we gave out these stones that just say Terra incognita on them. and uh, and that that idea is that um, it's a it's a Latin phrase that means unknown land, basically. And what it means is, Uh, it was used in cartography to mark the edge of the map. And for us, I just felt like back in the fall that God was saying to me, hey, 2020 is going to be the year of the unknown, and I'm going to ask you to trust me in the unknown in 2020. So I shared this with our church, and we were all excited because we thought it meant Blairsville and what we're doing there, which is really exciting. Um, We thought we knew what it meant and what it looked like, and then as the year shaped up, we realized pretty quickly, oh, God is asking us to trust him in a way that we've never really understood before. When God said, I'm taking you off the edge of the map, he literally meant into uncharted territories, into places none of us have ever been before. And, and it's one thing to trust God in a semi-known capacity, but it's a total other thing to trust God in the season we're in right now, where we, don't even, we can't even make plans for a month from now because we don't know what it's gonna look like. And so I just wanna take a minute and talk about what does it really look like for us to trust God In this season, for us to walk and navigate the terra incognita, walking with him hand in hand, and so I just want to walk through that with you uh, just for a little bit. Uh, we're going to spend most of our time in Proverbs chapter 3, but I want to start, there's a passage in Genesis chapter 12 where where God has this incredible conversation with Abram, who, who later his name is changed to Abraham. And in Genesis chapter 12, it says this, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from the country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. So this is what he says. He says, Abram, I need you to be obedient. I need you to, need you to trust me. And I'm going to send you to a place you've never been before. I'm going to send you to a land that you've never been to before. There's not a roadmap. Um, I'm not going to tell you all the steps along the way. I just need you to trust me as we go to this land. You're going to leave everything you know, everything you're comfortable. You're going to leave your family behind, all, all the, your, your favorite bed, your, all the things that make you comfortable, your favorite blank, all that stuff, it's, it's left behind. Your, your, your network of relationships is going to be gone. You're going to have to trust me in this season. So what he says is, leave the land that you know. Leave the land that you're comfortable with. Leave the familiar and trust me. This is what he says, though, in verse 2. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and dishonor uh, and him who dishonors you. I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So, so this is this is the covenant he makes with Abraham. Uh, he says to Abraham, he says, Abraham, listen, if you will trust me and be obedient to me, I'm gonna bless you, and I'm not just gonna bless you so you can have more. I'm gonna bless you so that you can be a blessing. Through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So this is Abraham's deal with God and God's deal with Abraham. He says, if you'll trust me, I will bless you. I'm not gonna bless you though if you don't trust me. Can you trust me in the unknown? Can you trust me in, in the unfamiliar? Can you trust me in the uncomfortable? And you, can you trust me in the difficult? Can you trust me in the places that you're gonna feel like giving up? Because that's what he was inviting him into. That's what he was asking of him and asking for him because what we see here is God was inviting him into this. He was telling him, there's blessing waiting for you on the other side of the unknown. Will you trust me in the terra incognita? And so the question for us today is, do we trust God enough to be obedient? Because it's one thing for us to say we trust God. God, I trust you. It's another thing for that trust to be so great in our life that we're obedient to do what God's asked us to do. Uh, I think a lot of people will say, yeah, I trust God. Yeah, I believe in God. But do you trust him enough to comply with his commands and directives for your life? Do you trust him enough to, to step into the darkness, to go where he is taking us, to where we're going to be uncomfortable? Can we be obedient in that season? Uh, I mentioned earlier Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to walk through part of this passage with us today. Um, I want to, I, it just has resonated with my spirit lately, And it's a passage that if you've been around church, you're probably a little bit familiar with at least. And if not, I'm excited to introduce it to you today. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1, this is Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. He's writing. It's literally to his son. But what we see is this is God's word for us. So so Solomon's talking to his son, trying to give him wisdom for his life and for the future. But this is God's word to us as well. God is speaking to us as his son and as his daughter. So I want you to receive it that way. In Proverbs 3, 1, it says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. So, this is the way Solomon begins chapter three, this this letter. He says to him, Do not forget my teaching and let your heart keep my commandments. And this word commandments here, uh, we tend to think of them as um, a literal command from an authority figure. That, that we have no uh, option whether we comply or not. And this word um, that's interpreted as commandments, it's a word that maybe you're familiar with a little bit. It's mitzvah, and uh, it can mean a command from a human, the command from God, or it can mean a commandment in in more of a vague sense that is a code of wisdom. So, so understand it this way. A commandment is not necessarily just a declarative act, you will do this, as much as it is in this case where Solomon's saying, hey, remember my commands, remember what I told you, remember the code of wisdom that I I laid out for you. Because in this sense, there there is benefit to following the commands of God. If we follow the wisdom of God, there are tangible benefits to our lives if we will trust him and obey what he's asking us to do. So what we see in this passage, it says, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. So follow the wisdom that I'm giving you. And what is added? Well, what we see is added is length of days. How many of you have ever said to yourself, man, I wish I had 26 hours in the day. I wish I had more time in the day. What we see here is not that God's going to supernaturally give you more hours in your day, but what we do see is this, that when you follow the precepts and the wisdom that God gives us, uh, we're going to live our lives differently. And we should be able to prioritize and order our days in such a way that, that it gives us Longer days, in a sense. That we, we prioritize in such a way where we have the mind of Christ and we value things the way God values things. So that our days look different than they would otherwise. So what it says is the length of your days are going to be added. So you're, you're going to have longer days. The years of your life, so you're going to have a longer life. And let's be honest. If we would just live wisely according to what the Word of God has told us, it's laid out for us in the natural to have some benefit, that we should have a longer life because we're not treating our bodies the way that, uh, that the world treats their bodies. And so there is a benefit for us there. But then the last one, I think this is important, peace is added. So, so what Solomon is saying, what God is saying to us is, hey, if you will trust me, if you will simply remember what I've told you to do, remember my teachings, remember my commands, then then peace is going to be added to you. So as we navigate this unknown season, this terra incognita, we can do it with a sense of peace when we remember God's commands, when we honor God's commands for our lives, and we trust what he has told us to do, and we trust his his commands enough to be obedient to them. We can have peace. Um, It's interesting because the language here, it says, and add years of life, But the truth is that I know many people who have had a lot of years to their life, but they haven't had a lot of life in their years. And one of the ways we can have and add life to our years and not just years to our life is by trusting God and saying, God, I trust you in spite of what I see or don't see. I trust you in this terra incognita. In verse 3, it says this, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Now, what he's saying here, uh, these two words, steadfast love and faithfulness, there's a number of ways they can be interpreted. The original uh, language here for steadfast love is a word we've talked about a number of times. It's Hased, uh, and it means faithful love or loving kindness is a way it's interpreted sometimes. Uh, and so what we see here is, is God is saying to us, hey, what I have desired for you to become, continue on that path. So continue in your hased, this, this loving kindness, continue to live your life that way. And he says, and faithfulness, another way that can be interpreted is, is truth. Um, and we think of truth as something we say, but really it's, it's more a principle about who we are, that we live a life of truth, that, that I am a, perp- uh, a person of truth character. I'm a person who lives out truth in my life. And and that is what God is getting at, that we will be people of high character, that we're going to live our lives well in a way that's reflective of his love for us and his purposes for us. So he said, bind them around your neck. Uh, When I was a kid, if if there were days, usually when I walked home from school, my mom would be waiting on me at the house. But there'd be some days when she would say, hey, I'm not going to be home when you get home. So take a key. And she didn't trust me to carry it in my pocket, and so I would have to put it on a shoestring around my neck. I literally would put it around my neck and wear it under my shirt all day so I didn't lose it. And this is the same kind of sense I think God wants for us, that we bind it around our neck. We hold it close to who we are. In fact, what it says is, um, write it on the tablet of your heart. And this is not God's endorsement for you to get a new tattoo. What he's saying is, hey, it needs to be, if it's so important, you need to write it down where you will remember it. Write it on your hand. I mean, put it in the core of who you are. Write it on the tablet of your heart. Listen to this, though. What we're seeing is this, this, um, this pattern where trust and obedience leads to blessing. So it goes on to say this, verse four, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. So what it's saying is this, if you tie loving kindness and steadfast love around your neck and faithfulness around your neck, if you stay true to that as who you are, if you continue to trust in who God has, has created you to be, then you're going to find favor with God and man, that you're going to walk in that. You're going to experience what the scripture says is good success. That's pretty incredible. That is, that is a blessing that comes from trust and obedience. It goes on to say this, verse 5, which is kind of the iconic passage in this chapter. It says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. and all your way, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So much to unpack in this passage. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And I'll be the first one to confess to you, there have been many seasons of my life where I've trusted in God with part of my heart, where I've said, God, I trust you, um, but I don't really trust you. I trust you, but not enough to be obedient to you. I I trust you, um, but I'm still gonna try to fix this on my own. And and what we see here is this, this invitation that says, trust God with all your heart, with every." bit of worry, care, anxiety in our heart, we abandon that and we go, God, you have my whole heart. My whole heart trusts you. Even though I don't know what next week holds, even though I don't know what my job holds, even though I don't know what my finances hold, although there's so much question about my future, although there's so many things I have no idea about, God, I'm gonna abandon anxiety, I'm gonna abandon fear, and I'm gonna choose to trust you with my whole heart. And this isn't something we do once. It's something we do daily, maybe even moment by moment. We come back to trust and say, God, I'm going to continue to trust you. I'm going to continue to declare that you are good and that you are God and you are worthy of all of my trust. And it says, and do not lean on your own understanding. So we trust God with our whole heart. But then we stop trying to understand it ourselves and piece it together ourselves and figure out the things on our own. To be honest with you, there are so many conspiracy theories and questions and and what ifs out there in the world that it's easy for us to try to figure things out in our own understanding. And there's nothing wrong with that to some degree, but at some point it just creates confusion in us and it creates a listlessness in us. And what God is saying here is, no, 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 stop. Just trust me. Stop trying to figure it out. Work all these things out on your own. You don't have enough understanding to get through this, but God does. That's what it's saying. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Again, it's just this moment-by-moment reminder that God, I need you. I don't need you next week. I don't need you next month. I need you right now. And then that next moment comes. We go, God, I still need you right now. God, I still need you right now. Continuing to acknowledge that we are helpless to navigate this season on our own. We just can't do it. But God is able and he is trustworthy. And then we see the payoff. And he will make your path straight. This is incredible. Now, we don't appreciate this as much in Western context because we have roads, uh, we have sidewalks. Uh, even if you live in rural areas, you've got you know maybe gravel or dirt roads, which are a little better than some of the things that they had in Jesus's context. But what we see here is Solomon is saying to the people, if you'll trust God, he's gonna make your path straight. And so what that means for us is if you're walking through a dark room and you don't know where to go because there is no light available for you at all, if God could say to you, hey, I just want you to walk straight. I'm gonna hold your hand. I'm gonna lead you straight through this room. You might not know what's around you. And you might not see what's going on. You might not even see where your steps are. But if you know that your steps are straight, that God has got you, then you're gonna be okay. You can trust him in that. Um, there's a passage in Psalm 37:23, and I memorized it from the, uh, King James version. It just says the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. And what it means is this, when our hearts are committed to God or are fully surrendered to God, when we trust in the Lord with our whole heart, um, then he will direct our steps that, that we don't have to worry what the next step looks like because he's got our step in his control. And so as we are trying to navigate this season and we're wondering what's next and how do I fix this and what do I do about, I think what we need to do is just simply say, God, I'm going to trust you. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how it's going to come together, but God, I'm just going to choose to trust you. And as I do, I know you're going to make my path straight and you're going to order my steps. And I don't know what it's going to be, but I know it's going to be good because you are with me. Proverbs 3, 7 says this, be not not wise in your own eyes, so... He says, don't try to look good in your own wisdom. Don't try to figure everything out. But he says, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Um, you know, one of the things that's interesting, if you watch the news, uh, maybe within the industries that you work in, maybe you're talking to people, or you're watching webinars or Zoom calls, and people are trying to tell you, experts, experts are telling you what's coming up. No one knows what's coming up no one, they're all guessing. Do you know why they're guessing? Because none of us have been through a situation like this before. None of us have any idea. So we're all guessing. We're all trying to figure out. And at the end of the day, we all want to know what's next. But what scripture tells us is this, be be wise, not in your own eyes. Don't try to puff yourself up or act like you have the answers because you don't. Don't worry about wisdom in and of yourself. He says, fear the Lord. This doesn't mean we're afraid of God. What it means is we have a holy reverence of God. And again, it's understanding who we are in comparison to who God is. God, you are good and you're powerful. And God, I'm not wise, but you are wise. And thank God we have access to his wisdom. But at the end of the day, it's still his wisdom. So we say, God, I don't know, but you do. And I'm gonna trust you in this. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. We turn away from evil from the own wickedness that resides in our hearts, our own fleshly desires, Um, we actively work to turn away from that stuff. And it goes on to say, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment for your bones. Um, The series we just came out of was a series on rest. And I know so many people long for rest, even during the season we're in, because there's tension within you, anxiety is high, the unknown, all these things build up. And what we see here from, from Solomon is this. He says, um, when we stop trying to be wise in our own eyes, we just trust God, turn away from our wickedness, we're going to find healing for our body and refreshment for our bones. The word healing here is the same word we looked at last week. It's Rafa. It's healing. The the one who heals is Jehovah Rapha, the one who heals. And this is what we discover when we trust God. We find healing for our bodies, rest for our bones. That's what God is after for us. So that is the payoff when we simply say, I'm not going to try to be wise in myself. I'm not going to have all the answers. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to turn away from my wickedness. And and the payoff, the benefit, the blessing is I'm going to find rest even in this unknown. I'm going to be able to say, I trust God. I'm not going to trust my wisdom. I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to find rest in that. There's something powerful about just saying, I don't know. You know, when our staff is asking me, when do you think? I'm like, I don't know. We're going to make plans. We're going to lay some things out. We're going to shoot four dates. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to try to make it work. I'm just going to trust God. And there's something powerful. There's something about that that allows me to rest in that. Being able to say, I don't know. And I want to encourage you. To be able to say, you know what? I don't know, but God does. and I'm gonna trust him in this. Proverbs 3, verse nine says this, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of your produce. So you're like, Mel, I thought this was about trust and now you're getting into tithe. That's not cool. It's like a bait and switch. Uh, That is not what this is about. But what we see is the same principle as at work. Trust God in the unknown. And I want you to know something. Um, I've said this a couple times. Our church's generosity through this season has been incredible, unbelievable, honestly. Um, every week I see what the deposits are and I see the generosity and I'm, I'm in awe of God's goodness to us. Uh, it has allowed us to do some crazy things for churches around us, for pastors around us, for ministries, for people, just individuals. And for that matter, um, there are some things we're doing to eradicate Uh, To eradicate uh, financial, uh, I'm sorry, medical debt in southwest Pennsylvania, which is really exciting. And if you haven't heard about that, you'll hear more about it. But God has allowed us to be a part of some really incredible things because of your generosity, because through this, you're still trusting God and saying, God, I don't know uh, what tomorrow holds, but I know I can trust you. So I'm going to continue to invest in your kingdom. And I want to say thank you for that. But what we see here is this idea it says, honor the Lord with your wealth. And even if you not are not a wealthy person by Western standards, um, we still have resources available. And so what God says is, honor me with your wealth with your possessions, with your resources, and with the first fruits of your produce. And if you're not sure what first fruits are, we actually talked about it. And uh, I'm sure in the comments section of this video, uh, we'll post a link, but it was back uh, the third week of November in uh, 2019. We talked specifically about first fruits, and I would love for you to check out that video. Um, But but we talked more about it that weekend, so I won't get into it today. But what God says is, put me first in your life. Trust me by putting me first in your life with your finances, with your resources, with your possessions. And then it says in verse 10, then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. What he's saying is I will provide for you everything you need if you'll simply trust me with your finances. And again, in this season of unknown, it's so easy to go, no, I'm going to hang on to. I don't want to release. I don't want to bless. I don't want to help. I don't want a resource because I need. And as a church, we want to be a church of contributors, not consumers. We want to be people who have radical generosity. And part of radical generosity is just simply saying, God, I trust you even in the unknown. Even when I don't know what tomorrow holds, what the future holds, what my finances, I might not have a job next week, but God, I'm still going to trust you, uh, not just in word, but in deed. We get to the last passage that we're going to go through in Proverbs 3, and it says this. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. So what he says is, hey, when you're disciplined, don't carry carry the shame of that. Don't carry a bitter heart because of that. Because you're not being punished, you're being corrected. Uh, So this is what he's trying to say here. Do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. So when God corrects you, don't shy away from it because it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing is what he's saying. Verse 12 says, for the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. So what the, song, uh, what the, the writer of Proverbs is saying here is, is basically God corrects those who he loves. So if you are being corrected, if you're being disciplined, it's because God loves you. He sees something in you and he wants you to get better. So he's trying to help you become who he wants you to be. So you look at this, and does anybody like correction? Nobody likes correction. Somebody going, hey, you should have done better at this, or this could have been better. None of us like it on the front end, but what it produces on the back end is worth it. And what we see here is the same principle is true. When we trust God, even in seasons where we're being corrected, there is a blessing in that. And the blessing is we are better for it. We come out on the other side of that correction with a, a healthier heart, a better attitude, the, the becoming more of the person that God wants us to be. And so what we see throughout this passage is, is simply this there is blessing that rests on the other side of trusting God. When we trust God to the point that we're obedient to do what he's asking us to do, there is blessing resident there. Now, maybe that blessing is on the other side of the unknown. Maybe that blessing is on the other side of the terra incognita. Maybe we don't know what it's going to look like or how it's going to come together. But what I can tell you is this, the principle is true. God asks us, he invites us into a place where we will be obedient when we don't know what the future holds. We will trust him. And in that, God blesses us. Now, again, we we never give to get financially. That's not what we do. But when our hearts come into alignment with God and we go, God, I know I can trust you. And I'm gonna be obedient in these steps. I'm gonna be obedient to walk through this dark room not knowing what the future holds. But I know that my steps are ordered by you. I know my path is straight because I trust in you. God blesses us because our hearts are right before him. So I wanna encourage you in this. We don't chase after blessing, we chase after God. And the end result of that is we discover blessing in him. So my challenge to you is, will you trust God? Will you trust God enough to be obedient to what he's asked you to do? At The beginning of the message today, um, we talked a little bit about Abraham. And we talked about how God said to him, hey, if you'll trust me, I'm gonna take you to a land you don't know. I'm gonna bless you to be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. What an incredible promise. What an incredible blessing for Abraham. But what we see, if you go back one chapter in Genesis chapter 11, Abraham's father, Terah, was actually going to Canaan, to the promised land, but he got sidetracked. This is what it says. Genesis chapter 11, verse 31. Terah took Abraham, his son, and Lot, and his son Haran, his grandson and Sarah, uh, his daughter-in-law, who's Abraham's wife, And they went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. So they were heading to the promised land, or what we know as the promised land. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. See, I don't know all the context. Maybe God spoke to Terah and said, go to Canaan. I don't know. Uh, That's extra-biblical uh, but but what I know is this. He set out to go to Canaan, and he never made it because he made it to Haran and he settled there. I think God's going to speak something to you. He's going to say, trust me, and he wants you to trust him all the way. He wants you to trust him all the way without regrets. See, what we know of Terah is he was Abraham's dad. He's basically a footnote in history because he never made it to Canaan. He, he didn't go to where he intended to go, but my challenge to you is, Will you trust God all the way? Will you be obedient 100% to what God is asking you to do in this season of the unknown? Because I can promise you, if you will, it's going to make a huge difference. Not just in your life, not just in your family's life, but, but according to scripture, I believe all the families of the earth will be blessed by your obedience and your trust in this season. If we'll simply say, God, I trust you even though I don't know what the next step is. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I'm still going to trust you. I'm still going to be obedient to you. That's my challenge to you today. If you're watching this today and you're not in a relationship with Christ, maybe you've never taken the step to trust him as your Lord and Savior. Today's your day. Uh, Just like I said before, there's blessing associated with trust and obedience. And I want to invite you into a relationship with Christ that you have to trust him. You have to believe that he is who he said he is. But there's blessing in that obedience and walking with him and making him Lord. And I want to give you that opportunity today. So I want, to, I want to pray for you all. I'm going to start by praying for those of you that are already believers. I just want to pray with you right now. And then, uh, then we're going to give you an opportunity for those of you that don't know Christ to surrender your life to him. So Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are watching this right now. Who maybe they're struggling with anxiety, with fear, with doubt. They're wondering what the future holds. Lord, I pray In this season, this terra incognita, you would help them trust you in deeper, richer ways than ever before. I pray that they would see you at work as they begin to trust you and be obedient to the things you ask them to do. Help them to see the blessing that's associated with obedience and trust. I pray that they would walk with you closer than ever before through this season. That Lord, in the unknown, they would know you in a greater, richer way. So God, have your way with every person that's watching this today. And Lord, I pray for those that are watching this that don't know you, those that have never really trusted you with their life, with their future, with their heart, with their destiny, with their eternities. Let today be the day that we say yes to you, that we allow you, accept you as Lord and Savior of our lives. Let today be the day that that we trust you and are obedient to everything you ask us to do. So God, have your way with us today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now listen, if you're watching this today and, and you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, It really is very simple. It really is as simple as confessing him as Lord and believing in your heart. In fact, that's what it says in Romans. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And so I wanna pray a simple prayer with you and I would like to invite all of you that are watching this right now, if you're watching by yourself, if you're watching with a group of people, no matter what it may be, I wanna invite all of you to pray this prayer with me as I pray this out loud. So repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving your son Jesus, to pay the price for my sins on the cross. From this day forward, I trust in you alone. You have my life, you have my heart, and you have my future. Help me live a life that glorifies you. And help me never return to my old habits, my old ways, or my old life. From this day forward, I place my trust in you. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you know what scripture tells us is there's literally a party going on in heaven right now. If even one person comes home, there's a party in heaven. I want you to know there's a celebration in heaven today. And if you made that decision to follow Jesus, to rededicate your life, or to put your trust in him for the first time, uh, some of our hosts, they're going to let you know what you need to do next and your next steps. Uh, One of the simplest things you can do though, whether you're watching live, you're watching this later, is to simply text the word different to the number 94,000. If you'll do that, no matter what platform you're on, we're going to respond back to you and we're going to help you take the next step. And if you're somewhere here in the Indiana area, we're going to get you connected here at Summit Church. But if you're somewhere throughout the United States or even the world, we're going to help you find a life-giving church in your area that you can connect with and begin to grow in your faith. So thank you so much for worshiping with us today. I want you to stick around for a few minutes. When we're done here today, um, we're going to have prayer team that are available to pray with you, to connect with you. So we are here for you. And if you need prayer at any time, you can always email your prayer needs to prayer at summitpa.church. Let us know about your prayer need uh, 24 hours a day. And we're here to pray with you and to walk with you. We love you guys so much. And I, I tell you often, I hope you know it. I love you more than you know. And I'm so glad I get to be your pastor. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.